Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to this edition of Voices from the Archives. I'm Morris O'Keefe. In 2009, I travelled to Donegal and I based myself just outside Litterkenny. And I spent the year travelling up and down the county recording people from all walks of life. And the result was 62 recordings made for Irish life and lore. So this podcast, by playing a clip from a selected number of interviews, I hope to illustrate the value of oral history in that corner of Ireland. And in capturing every nuance in the voice makes for fascinating listening. Well, I'll tell you, I'll give you the history of the, Ruther, the Rutherfords, a wee bit of history of the Rutherfords. They came into this country in 1790. And, uh, from where? From Scotland. And what brought them in here? Well, I, well the man that came first, Rutherford was in this area, was a captain in the English army. And if they were good fighters, and got up a bit in the army, they give them a, they paid them to be giving them a bit of land. Mm, right. And that's where my ancestor got the home farm up in Cashlinen. I worked at tractors in my youth, you know. Mm. I spent a few years in McMahon's and Mulford. They were a big tractor dealer, and these wee tractors was in the go then. I like that there. That one there. Then was the tractor of the moment at that particular time. What year now? That would be in the 1950s. Right. And they were difficult years. I mean, even to buy a tractor, uh, oh, uh, I'd say. That wee tractor there at that particular time, she was 590 pounds. I'm here in Krishla, Krishla yeah. and uh, I'm with, uh, a, 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 I suppose, a well-known man now around this area, uh, uh, Seamus Harkin. Um, now, where, tell me about the Harkins first. Uh, where did they originate from? Well, the Harkins uh, here were mostly in own area. Most of the Harkins seem to be in Anishon. They're not as plentiful here in the Krishla area. There's a number of Harkin families, but they wouldn't be uh, very prominent in, in the Chrysler area. It'd be mostly in any shown. All right. And uh, and uh, are you the first generation down here? Or no. <coughs> the Harkins go back um, of 
my great great grandfather, as far as I can go back, Harkins, there was Harkins here around this area back in 1700 and maybe before that, but I can trace them back to 1700 anyway. But I, I, I suppose, you know, when we go back and talk about uh, the, the, the recitations and, and the sounding of the words, accents are something which are very yeah. uh, distinctive around around this area. Oh, know, I, uh, you know. yeah. Um, and and uh, the, the structure of sentences and so on. How, have, you, have you made a study of this or have you ever uh, listened to, to the sounding of words? Oh, I have, yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, the different areas have different... Like all around, say, here, Chrysler and Dunfanny would be basically the same. But as you move out then towards Kilmacrenan and that area, it changes its Scottish, sort of. Uh, that all came from the, the, the planters, you know, a plantation of Ulster years ago where a lot of uh, Protestant pres- or Presbyterians were moved into the area. And uh, that started off that type of, you know, dialect there. And in fact, then over the years, they developed it even more. Some, in some cases, uh, it's sort of Scottish, but the Scottish wouldn't even. I mean, out there they say "dunna run," you know, down for "dun." They would say "when dunna been," been the hush, you know, for I went down behind the house, you know, and um, if you were anybody talking to, listening to one of them speak when they're in full flow. Uh, that wasn't from the area. They would they wouldn't know what they were saying. You know, a lot of them. Mickey McGee, it's 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 good being here with you. Thank, uh, thanks, Morris. Thanks. Uh, and uh, we're in the townsland now of Maharoti. 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 Yes. And yeah. In the parish of. And the parish of uh, well, Tullahabegli. It was better known in the old days as Tullahabegli, the parish of Tullahabegli. What's the part nowadays? Is the call of the parish of Clogheneela. Yeah, yeah. Now you're. Are you originally from here? Or I am originally from one of the islands in Spoffin there, Morris. We're looking out of that. I'm looking at out of one of the islands there, Morris. That's uh, in Spoffin that I was where I was brought, born there, and uh, was brought up as a child there. You know, in them days there was no chapel. The chapel was built in '65, and the first um, sort of holy place they used to go to the the east part of the island there. For there's an altar still to the day yet there. That was their main place to pray. Old women used to go over there, down that cliff to the to the beach down below, Shingle Beach. And it's in the corner to the day there yet, an altar there. It was said that the priest was going to Tory Island and the British, you know, authority, they, uh, they were after him. And the priest in Ireland in the 17th century, you know, uh, the, the, it was dangerous. They were trying to say mass in the, in the, in the quiet, in the mass truck. It was a mass truck quiet place. And that's what they used. Then in 1910, a priest then from Kerry called Father Mengel. He was a Franciscan. And he put up the cross there in 1910 and there in the island. And that cross, the man at the island made the cross. He was kind of a handyman. And that cross, oh my God, lasted until the 1980s. And here in uh, a little peninsula on on the north uh, coast of... Donegal, a place called Hornhead, and I'm in the home of the Alcans. Am I right in pronouncing the name, Alcorn. Annie? Yeah. Alcorn. Yeah. And tell me the name Alcorn. Uh, is is it a local name here on on in this peninsula? 
has it been here for a long time? Oh, it's here for years and years. I think it come from Scotland. And everybody that time, parent, there were, everybody had a, you would go and uh, they would bring a bit of cat seaweed and the ground was ploughed and the uh, blouse was made for the potatoes and then if there were manure, there were plenty of cattle about that time, it was spread in the drills and then if it ran out of manure, there were seaweed brought and donkeys that was cut when the tide was out and then it was led in donkey to the field and then it had to be all spread and then it had to be what the car blinded over the top of it and it's time I done it. Oh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to push this, I, I'll, I'll actually use the chair because I can get near. Yes, you want, you can just have it I will and Margaret I'm going to get you into it as well. <laughs> Come over here too. Hi. Yeah, okay so. What? Okay, no that's fine. Yeah. So, I'm here in, in Derry's, isn't it? Yeah. Outside uh, Glenty's. Um, and, uh, 30 mile. 30 mile, now with Packy Boyle and, and his wife Margaret. Maureen. Or is it Maureen? Yeah. And mm -hmm. Maureen, and your maiden name was Kennedy. Yeah. 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 Uh, what, what part of uh, of this area did you come from originally? Tullymore, Ardra. Ardra? Yeah. Mm. And uh, how did you meet the two of you? Well, we, we met at a dance. We yeah. met at a dance, that's the way we met. Talk to me about Bordnamona. The, 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 the bog area is, is where now? Is that, what was the name of the bog? Tully Yard was a, it was a town land that it all was developed on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and before that, before Bordnamona took it over? Uh, oh, a, a big swampy area, nothing on it. Nothing at all? Nothing at all. You could, people could hardly walk on it. And I was told when they went out there to drain it, Bordnamona provided waders for them. But it was unlocked, in a they were in a box and that I put them on every morning and take them off every evening and lay them in the box and put them on again in the morning. You can imagine how cold they were putting them back again on, you know, out there. Jimmy Carr, it's, it's, <laughs> it's lovely. Doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> To find you was something this morning, mm. uh, but it, it, eventually when I found you, it was, it was lovely mm -hmm. coming here. Mm. Have you always lived here, Jimmy? Well, it was been maybe 10 or 12 years in Scotland and in England. Did you? Yeah. yeah, did, yeah. And, but it, it, this is where life started. Ah, for yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and your, your father... was born, my father was born here too. And I, what was your father's name? John Carr. Yeah. But in, in in your time, there was a huge imagination and great oh, great storytelling. Great storytelling, all that kind of thing. All that's gone, lost. Yeah, and 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 you know, just to bring me back to that time, you know, when you were uh, engrossed in stories. Um, what kind well, of stories? There were no television, you see. Yeah. There were no television and storytelling, but one thing and another. Yeah. About the Fenians and about uh, maybe volunteers and about uh, fairies and all this kind of thing. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the supernatural, the, supernatural, the other world. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and and there was great belief in the fairies. I mean, the people that actually believed. People believed the, the world, and they are such in a people. Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't believe it, but they are such in a people. They are such people. They are. Aye. They're there. They're there. 
And 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 when you say they're there, I mean, are they are they part of this world or are they part of the other world? I'd be part of this world. Have you ever come across? I, I mean, have you ever seen? No, no, <laughs> no. But uh, uh, there's an old woman lived in this area, and she's seen one of them or two of them. Yeah. Mm. But they are the 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 old type people that I couldn't say you now. Was themselves, but the spell on themselves, or was it the people that the fought towards you then, or, or the forty was their crowd in Irish? I don't know what the name, the English name for it, but yeah. like they were the other crowd. John and Annie Gallagher uh, here in Ardra, uh, and sitting down in front of a range with a brilliant turf fire. I mean, yes, in a cold day like today, as they did. Where would you get it? Um, tell me, John. Uh, you're you're known as John the, the Tay Gallagher. Right. Where did the, the the nickname come from? The Tay. Well, the house covered over. It was Paddy Gallagher too. And my father was Paddy Gallagher. God rest him. And uh, to make an extinction, my mother was making tea. She, my father was playing there. He said, "Make the basket." Oh, he was a basket weaver. Uh, you were probably um, one of the few left now from that time. Only one left. Is that right? That's all. We had a kitty ball doing them. Only one left the kitty ball. <laughs> all right. It, and, and tell me about the Kaylee Band. Uh, what did you, what was it called? Portal Kaylee Band. Portal. We played, it, we played all over the place. Yeah. And all the land we were. Seven of us, not. We had a piper. Then wasn't there. A uh, flute player, two feathers, piano, drums. Could you name them out, the lads that played in the... I could. Danny Kennedy played the piano. Uh, Johnny Garrett played the drums. Uh, James Joseph McHugh played the feathers. John Waters played the feathers. Uh, John Brassett played the pipes. And uh, Picklow and... Uh, the Norsel, Roger, and that's more. The music that you played, uh, the, the tunes. Yeah. Could you name some of your favourite tunes, the ones that you really got great enjoyment out of playing? Well, Body Kid reads one of them. Mr. Patrick reads another one. And uh, Drum the Velvet reads another one. And Jake Zen had a Irish wash woman. I played two, played in the, the, the usual set. I played then the Johnny Gold set. Johnny Gold set, I played that. Stubborn, it's about stubborn. And my love act is nicer. Anne MacDonald here in Churchill. What was your maiden name? My maiden name? Mm-hmm. Uh, Harley, Annie Harley. Uh, where did you come from originally? Glendon. How far away is Glendon? Glendon would be about, uh, well, uh, four miles would take you to Glendon. And I, from where I live here, my old home would be about six miles. And did you come from a farming background? I did indeed, a small farmer. A general belief in fairies. Actually, when we were young, we, we believed in fairies. Hmm. Yeah, we'd be coming to school. And there were certain places along the road that there'd be a blackness or something. And, and, and that was where the fairies were, and there. I said, of course we believed it. I believe it yet, you know. I do believe there might have been some airs. We don't know. 
I know, but how would you describe uh, the fairy kingdom or the who are the fairies? Uh, who are the fairies? I don't know who the fairies are. Or they were all little people. We were told mm. there were little people in there, and, but lot of old people. And there were certain parts of the country, I'm sure it happened in Kerry too. You need it with Kerry. I am indeed, yeah. Uh, I'm sure it happened. That there would there'd, there'd be certain trees that the people would not touch. They wouldn't take a branch of it because they called it, it was gentle. Have you heard ever heard that? Kitty, uh, Kitty Shovlin, isn't it? Yes. Here, um, outside, outside Dra- uh, Arda in, in, in Sandfield. Yes. That's, how did they get that place named Sandfield? You know. Because the beach is here at the back. And, and, and that's why it's called Sandfield. Well, just, I would imagine. Yeah. 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 Where I lived down the road, there was a barracks right across the road from my old home. And that was burned during the Blacken Times. And in my very early years, the Garda came. And they lived what's now the Lake House. I'm sure this lady knows where the Lake House is. And that would be about 19, possibly 22. And they were there until 1928 when the barracks was refurbished. And they came up and then they lived right across the road from us. Nan Sweeney yes. here, uh, just outside Ardra in, um, in, in Beg, is that the name? Beg, Beg, B-E-A-G-H, And what does it mean? Well, some will tell you that it was a, a, a forest of beech trees. So, uh, the, but this place here, would it be a lot of sheep farming going on here in the hills? Well, or? there wouldn't be that much. There, was a, there were sheep, but it, it was, you see, it was mostly lowland sheep. There wouldn't be yeah. a lot of sheep. Uh, the, the, the wool, uh, you know, was there a market? Oh, yes, there was a market for the wool. Yes, yeah. the market. Uh, and did you ever card wool yourself? Well, I did during the wartime, I did, yes. And I spun, I carried it and spun on spinning during the war. And where would you have sold that then? Uh, we made webs, we got, uh, we brought it to the, the mart and uh, there'd be somebody who'd make the web for you and then there would come people who'd buy the web. Some of the, some of the weavers weren't as good as others. I remember I done one, I got badly done in it, they were, it wasn't woven properly and they opened them out and so I didn't. And did you dye that. the wool yourself? No, 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 no. Thank you. Yeah. I'm here in McGee's, Donegal, with Lynn Temple. Uh, Lynn, a, a long line of your family yes. involved yeah. in, in this business. Yes. Uh, Robert w- was my grandfather. Was your grandfather. That's right. That's and, right. and lived a long life. Correct. And my yeah. father. How long, just before we get into it, yeah. okay. how long do you want me to talk for? Like, I could talk endlessly. How much talk? I, as, as long as I can keep you going. Well, right. as long as you want okay. to talk. Okay, well, you, you cut me off if I'm too... Okay. I'll give you, the, starting with the history, my, mm. the family came from near Ballabuffet, uh, Killy Gordon area. There were farmers, and my, called Temple, and my grandfather, when he was about 16, 17, uh, had shot two woodcock and he'd sold them to a man in Ballabuffet who had a hotel who was called McGee. And McGee happened to be the hotelier, a brother of McGee who owned a shop in Donegal Town. And the Donegal Town brother was looking for a young apprentice and 
the hotelier had been quite impressed by this young lad that had sold him the couple of woodcock and recommended him. And now he was a cousin, as I understand it, of McGee. So my grandfather, Robert Temple, came over Donegal, served his apprenticeship with his cousin, McGee, who was running at that stage the McGee shop on the present site in the Diamond Donegal town. And as well as the shop, they visited the hand-woven fairs or markets round southwest Donegal, really from Donegal town to Glen Column Kill. Mm-hmm. And they go by either, eventually, this is now in the 1870s, they'd go out and they'd buy the homespun cloth, which was woven by, at their individual homes by the weavers using rough homespun yarn. And they would sell it then on, as merchants to the tailoring trade in Ireland initially and subsequently Britain. Now, in 1900, my grandfather bought over the business from McGee, and McGee retired. Yeah, I was born in Minlara, 1925. And what's the name of the parish here? And, and I'm in Gedore now, just mm. borderline Gedore and Clonely. And the town's land is Glashahu. Glashahu. And so your own uh, home place again was Minlara. Minlara, and. Who, what was your maiden name, Mary? Gallagher, Mary Gallagher. And how many, what was your father doing for a living? Uh, my father, he used to be uh, working in Falcara, Ballyconnell. They, uh, they had a convent there, Loretta nuns, and um, they had a big farm and they were, he was all the time Oh, he was building houses and doing all sorts about the place. That's what he was doing nearly all his life. Right. And your father married... Uh, who did he marry? He, he married uh, uh, Kate McGinley, and she was from Kildrum, near Gotterhark. Yeah. Carol uh, Mina, Irish word for a carol as a quarter lamb, and Mina as middle. There's a Carabeg, just the next town land, which is a small t- town land, and there's Carramores further up, Moor being the big town lands. So this was Caramina, dating back, their first records would be about the 15th century, when there's a record of 10 people living in the town land and village. And John, John McLaughlin, the McLaughlins, how, how long are they here? Well, they would be here from that date in the middle. I don't know how much further back they'll go. They'll go back some, I'll tell you, to uh, the High Kings of Ulster up in Granyanavalia. There's a High King there, McLaughlin, and it could come from there. But it would be a very, very common name in the village and townland. McLaughlin and Doherty would be the two common names. And and he's shown their other names, McGonagall, Harkins, other, not as uh, common. So the Doherty and McLaughlin would be the two common names. Just before we go on talking about the history of the place, talk to me about the village. Uh, the, here, a lovely quite village, no sound whatsoever. No. Lovely smell of turf yeah. burning. And, and uh, at, it would be very law-abiding. Maybe that was one of the reasons why the older AC men uh, would have wanted to join the old RAC. It was a good job. And then when the guards were being formed in 1922, that tradition continued. And like I said, there were eight young men, nearly all around the same age, uh, 
I know it was after World War Two, and uh, unemployment would have been other. The only work they would have had would have been bigger farmers or an area. Yeah. But and what about your own father? Uh, my he? own father, with my grandfather being an old RIC, he was away stationed and he was down in County Clare. He ended his county. My father was born in County Louth in Dundalk, and then my grandfather ended up as a head constable up in Down Patrick. And funnily enough, one of his sons, Sean D, his second son, my father was the oldest son, he was in the bank, and uh, but he was an old IRA and he was on the run, and he ended up in Ballycanler for a year. <laughs> Helen Meehan, that's right. uh, and your maiden name was Montgomery. Yeah, that's right. And you're talking about this great book, uh, which you wrote, uh, it took years to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, what a wonderful uh, achievement in your time uh, to put together a a parish history. Um, And I want you to to talk about that. But I I also want you to talk to me about your own your own life first. Uh Um, Tell me about the Montgomery's and where you're from. Well, my own uh, I'm from the townland of Ballybrillahan near Frosses. My family. I can trace my family back for six generations, five, my f- children would be the six, for five generations. Uh, the Montgomery's, my father said, uh, of course there were the landlords down in uh, Drumbeg, and uh, my father said that uh, somebody turned, the word for converted, and they were disowned. And there is a missing Robert in the, uh, or in the family, their family tree. But I have no documentary proof. And therefore, I don't, I would say it and I talk about it, but I don't write because I have no documentary proof. It's very unlikely I'll get any because Catholic records don't go back that far. Mm-hmm. So they were farming, farming community, community uh, farming background. In, in well, the, the, the Montgomery's of Drumbeg, they were the landlords. The last of them, the Reverend Alexander. He died in the uh, 1840s. Eight, he was the he was actually the rector and the lander proprietor of the landlord. Eamon McGee, uh, what's the name of the townsland you're living in here? Meendere. I'm four miles from Falcara, the nearest town. Why did you? Was this the family home? Always? This was a family home. It's it's a story about a father and had two sons. Mm. Uh, one of them was living with him and they had a big farm and he was very wealthy. The other son was married and he was living in poverty and the children were hungry very often. So this night, the Ribarua, a young wee red fella, came into the house to the poor farmer and he says, Hello, why are the children crying, sort of? And he says, ah, well, I think, you know, they were looking for more to eat, but didn't have it. Well, said the I'll soon fix that. And he takes your man with him. Come on, he says. And they go out, and he, he goes to the first big field that he gets, and full of cattle, and picks out the best bullock on it, and take that one, he says. And they drive the bullock down, and the bullock is slaughtered immediately. And for the rest of the month or so, the family are in great form. 
But the farmer is wondering where the hell the bullock went to. <laughs> so by the time the, the bullock was all eaten, they were getting hungry again, and the river went again, and this time he took them out. First of all, it was a sheep, we'll say. This time next was a bullock. And the next time he decided that the farmer on the other side was sort of suspicious and that there was somebody, that it was the other fellow was taking them or something. But anyhow... Tom Doherty here uh, in an absolutely fabulous place, just outside Crawley, isn't it? Hi. Tell me about your own people, uh, Tom, the, the Dohertys. Were you here always, or...? No, no, no. No. No, I'm from Gidor, I went down. Gidor. Yeah. And, and were you...? Uh, That's what I was reared. You were rare down there, were you? Aye, down Gidor, aye. Aye. Down the Marlask. Right beside one bag. Yeah. And... Uh, the the your own father. What, what was he doing for a living? He was a fisherman. He was a fisherman. Yeah. I hardly remember my father because I was only six years old when he died. Oh, were you? Yeah. Hmm. Aye. And where did they send you to then? Uh, huh? How many of your brothers and sisters were in the family? Well, nine of us. There were 13 of our family altogether, but... But four of them The first died. four died. Well, not the... Aye, the first four died. Not the first... Aye, the first four died. Yeah. Aye. Did they, really? Yeah. yeah. And, and what, what kind of um, subsistence... It must have been very difficult for your mother to, to bring up a, a... Oh, it was very difficult. There's no weather's pension, no nothing. What did she do to keep you and feed you and clothe you? Well, I went away. I was only six years old. Yeah. And I went to hire people for six months, you know. And uh, I, I, at least I was fed. She didn't need to feed me. And then I got three pounds for the six months. <laughs> That's what you got, three pounds every six yeah. months? She got that, then I went home in November, then month of November, and I... But I was lucky, I was in the one house for eight years. Okay. It was a great house. Frank, <coughs> Mc, Frank McCarran, uh, here in Rappo. R-A-P-H-O, Rappo. Or if you want the Gaelic, R-A-T-H, B-S-H-O-T-H. So I'm here in Rappo. My grandfather... Bishop O'Donnell, Bishop of Rufo, started what was called the Congested Districts Board. Mm -hmm. And it was just at the time when the country was breaking up, the British were leaving and all that sort of thing. And this board, if you had a farm up on the heather, as we would call it, you could give that farm to your next door neighbour and you could get a piece of land down here where the big ranches were being divided up. So my grandfather came down here in 1913 
Oh, with the land commission then, mm. yeah. And he got about 11 acres roughly, was it? Or was it a bit more than that? Here? Yeah. Oh, 45. Was, it, was there? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And the ranch house, <laughs> the, the house belonged yeah, to... the big house. It was Carson, a good name. Oh, yes. Mm. Did you know the Carsons? Not so, at all, no. no. They were well dead before uh, they came along. Uh, Carson Wilson, actually. I'm just outside Moville and I'm talking yeah. and I'm talking to Hannah Hannah McConnell. McConnell, yeah. Yeah, and your own maiden name was uh, uh, McConway, isn't that um, right? Your maiden name was yes, McConway, yes. and you were born in 1913. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's terrific. And again, congratulations on, on that. Mm, thank you. I how tell me first, Hannah, uh, where did you grow up? Oh, on the farm. Most farmers was farmers. He had to work, <laughs> you know. Them days had doing outside men and uh, like you were out in the fields and the rest times, lifting corn and getting potatoes. And I didn't do much putting up of turf and the hips, but um, we had milk cows too and things like that. Yeah, and uh, but. Uh, we were happy. Everybody was the same. Ev- everyone around the locality was in uh, the same way of working. And uh, they had to make their own entertainment. And uh, yeah. they were all very happy to, as we call it, killing or visiting at night. And uh, there were big families and they weren't away because there were no works or whatever. And so uh, we were quite happy. I'm here at the archives uh, in Littlecanny talking to uh, uh, Paddy Friel. Paddy, your home place is uh, just outside Littlecanny. Yes, eight miles out. In a place called? Terman. Terman. Yes. Did you grow up there? I did, yes. And how many generations of your family? Oh, How many generations? How far back can you go? And Terman? Yeah. Oh, well, in, 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 did you ever go back in your family tree of, of the family? Oh, yeah, I went back to my great-grandfather. And uh, who was he? He was uh, Philip Friel. Philip, or Philip Friel. He would have been uh, my great-grandfather. I knew nothing about it. I, I knew there was such a place as a state paper office in Dublin Castle, but I knew nothing about a, a building down in the in the forecourt. Yeah. But it was interesting because when you looked at the at the all the records that were destroyed in 1922, the bits of them that survived you realise the terrible destruction that was done in, in, in 1922. For instance, the census of 1851, which was the first detailed census in the country, the bits of them survived for Cabin and Meath and Derry. Oh, very, only very few bits of them survived. They were most interesting because on the front, they were the first detailed census previous census from 1821 or that, 
they only give the head of the house the number of males and the number of females in the house mm. and the religion. You have been listening to Voices from Donegal and you can access the whole collection by going to irishlifeandlore.com. My name is Maurice O'Keefe and thank you for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.